Hi, this is Brendan Kay from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. I really do need to look back on my day, take inventory about you know where I was dishonest, reviewing my day uh, just generally and pointing out where I need to be better tomorrow. So the whole day isn't lost, but it it's definitely starts in the morning when I when I'm able to put myself in the right headspace to start the day. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, once again, we have a guest in the studio, Brendan Kay from Pittsburgh. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I uh, really excited to be here. Honestly, I did the first when I initially signed up, like back in what December before the whole undertaking, and I guess my my ego thought like you're going to need help from people more than once. So, like, <laughs> of course, I signed up for once in January and once for uh, for October, but. Man, this thing is really blown up, and uh, it's uh, an honor to be on this and be a part of it. And uh, you've had some real spiritual giants involved, so to be counted amongst them is pretty cool. Oh, it's awesome, and it's a it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. We get the show started in the same way every episode. We ask the guests to read the daily reflection for the day. Uh, Brendan, would you get us started? Yeah, sure. Uh, October first, lest we become complacent. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 85. When I am in pain, it is easy to stay close to the friends I have found in the program. Relief from that pain is provided in the solutions contained in AA's 12 steps. But when I am feeling good and things are going well, I can become complacent. To put it simply, I become lazy and turn into the problem instead of the solution. I need to get into action to take stock where I am I and where am I going. A daily inventory will tell me what I must change to regain spiritual balance. Admitting what I find within myself to God and to another human being keeps me honest and humble. Well, thanks for reading that. And Brendan, remind us, what is your sobriety date? October 3rd, 2010. Oh, coming up on a, an anniversary. That's great. Have you experienced periods of complacency in your journey in, in recovery? Oh, man, it's, a, it's almost like a daily thing, to be honest. You know, um, the, obviously, the 10th month, the step, or the reflection is about the 10th step, but the complacency starts with me uh, at, at step three. If I'm not turning my will over on a daily basis, even if I don't get to a meeting in the morning, first thing, I, I, I tend to forget that I'm an alcoholic. Like, like you just mentioned, I'm coming up on an anniversary, God willing, 11, 11 years on the third. And uh, my drinking career was short, about six years of, of drinking. 
So I've had more time as an adult sober than as an alcoholic. So it's, it's very easy for me to uh, become complacent and forget what it was like. So those days that I wake up in the morning and I'm like just thinking about sort of my, uh, wor- my, what I need to do in the day, my responsibilities outside of AA, I tend to get complacent and forget what my, my real purpose is, um, which is to be useful to, to God and to others. That said, I, I also, with, you know, getting back to step 10, have the chance at the end of the night to review my day. Yeah, I need to start every day with the third step to really get into it. But it doesn't mean that the whole day is lost. If I forget, I really do need to look back on my day, take inventory about, you know, where I was dishonest, reviewing my day, uh, just generally and, and pointing out where where I need to be better tomorrow. So the whole day isn't lost, but it, it's, it definitely starts in the morning when, I, when I'm able to put myself in the right headspace to start the day. In the reflection, it, it mentions becoming lazy and turning into the problem. I want to ask you if, if you relate to that, and, and what does it mean to turn into the problem? Oh, man. <laughs> Without getting too specific, this has been, I, I pre-read this. Uh, I didn't want to come into it totally blind, although like a little bit of impromptu sort of reflection, it's always good as well. Man, I've, I, got, I got to become the problem at work and I got too important for myself. I started to place too much importance on things that weren't really important. And it became an issue. I, I it, I became the issue. Drop the T. I, I became the, I became the issue. Yeah, it's it's really easy to to get complacent and become the problem. You know, I was not making it to as many meetings, or even starting my day with the meetings, or um, only getting part of the meeting in uh, while driving. So I wasn't really you know, 100% focused on, on the meeting. And uh, again, like I said, I started to put sort of non AA stuff before AA and, and the program tells me that when I do that, those are the things that I lose. And while I did just leave that job on my own right or my own desires, you know, it was, it was a direct result of, becoming lazy and becoming the problem and um, leaving a little sooner than maybe I had expected because I was that problem. Um, but that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, as far as work is concerned, that's not an excuse. Um, you know, everybody has things that pop up in their life, you know, life on life's terms. But then again, the, uh, the serenity prayer tells me I need to have the courage to change the things I can. And when I realized that my work situation was starting to make me have the same thought processes that I had, you know, 11 years ago, prior to coming into the rooms, I realized that maybe that was part of the problem. Like one of the things that I could change is being at that job and being in that situation. And, uh, yeah, changing the things I can. Um, 
hopefully this will get me back to a more spiritual ground into a place where I can move forward and be a better version of me. The reflection talks about spiritual balance and using the daily inventory as a, as a tool to help you maintain or regain spiritual balance. What does spiritual balance look like for you? Man, that's a, that's a really tough question especially in context of becoming complacent because to me a spiritual balance is where I don't even notice that I'm doing it being spiritually balanced and spiritually fit means that like I'm doing the things that I need to do and I'm getting the things that I should be getting because of that the 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 serenity in my day Uh, but that's precisely what ends up leading me to that complacency uh, you know, it, the reflection talks about when, when the things are going good, how it's easy to fall away from the program and the people and calling and talking to other alcoholics. And uh, it's a difficult question because being spiritually balanced means that I'm neither like so far like in the pink cloud. Not that there's anything wrong with being in a pink cloud. Hold on to it for as long as you can. Uh, but the flip side to that is the other the other side is that spiritual malady that that stinking thinking that that thinking that i rule the show and not my higher power spiritual balance to me is, is somewhere in the middle and that's that's exactly where like it's easy for me to grasp onto the program when i'm in in that bad thinking when i don't want to fall off the ledge you know what i mean i think i'm lucky to have put myself in the middle for long enough that people know when I'm starting to get towards the uh, edges of, of that circle uh, that they talk about, like getting, getting the middle of AA and, and uh, stay there. And, and it's usually, it's usually somebody calling me at the right time. That serendipitous phone call. And even if it's talking about BS, you know what I mean? Nothing, nothing in particular and nothing of consequence and not even the problem that I'm sort of facing. Um, it always brings me back to like maybe rule 62 and not taking myself so seriously and, uh, reminding me, you know, sometimes it is just about, you know, a little locker room joking about football or, or whatever, or coffee. Uh, that's a a friend of mine in, in AA and I, we, uh, we discuss coffee a lot, different uh, roasts and whatnot. I'm curious about the the daily inventory, though. I mean, it is an essential step. We're in the tenth month, and um, folks listening are thinking a lot about it. You know, I, I've used a couple of different tools to to keep me on track and remind me to do it. I don't do it every night. I should. Um, how do you do it? What's the approach you take to doing your daily inventory? In the same boat, I don't do it enough or as often as I should. Luckily, step one's the only step we have to do perfectly every day. Yeah, usually, usually I, I, it's part of that complacency thing. Again, when things are going good, I tend not to do it. It comes back to when, when, when I start getting my feet stuck in mud, so to speak, um, that I, that I start to remind myself the tools that I have to get myself out of that and, um, reviewing my day and, or, or moment by moment reviewing when I was wrong. I talk about like the bomb theory a lot and wherein like, unfortunately for the people that are closest to me, when the bomb goes off, they're the ones that um, most directly in, in the uh, path 
of whatever explosion is going on, uh, whether it's my coworkers or unfortunately my wife more often than she deserves. And, and, and not because of anything that she did necessarily. She just is the one that I'm with the most. And uh, yeah, I, I have to be quick with those people to, to see where I was wrong and to apologize um, and to try and be better and to, to not let that happen again. Unfortunately for coworkers, I have the ability to leave the job. I don't want to think that my wife doesn't have the ability to leave me, but I, I feel like there's less of a chance of that, um, especially the more I do these steps. Um, I think I'm an okay guy to be around uh, most of the time. I've heard the talks about the apps that can be used for the 10th step. And again, maybe, maybe it's just thinking that I'm too busy for, for these little things or like thinking, Oh, I was already at the meeting today or I already talked to another AA. I did this or that for my program today. I don't need to do that. Or like I can, I can push that off till, till tomorrow or later to do a, a, a 10 step, on a nightly basis. Um, again, I tend to reach for the program when I need it the most and not just all the time, if that makes sense. I guess progress, not perfection. Somebody in, in our home group, I think I remember hearing one say, uh, when he hit like 18 years, somebody was like, oh yeah, the first 18 years are the hardest. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I got time. This isn't, I don't need to be perfect just yet. Brendan, I mean, I know you've, you've had a lot of things happen in your life since we, we spoke last and, you know, with the anniversary coming up and, you know, I think a lot about the impact of this disease, not only on the sufferer, but those closest to the sufferer. And then conversely, I think about the benefits to those around us. And um, I'm not sure if you're comfortable sharing, um, you know, the, some of the changes that have happened in your life since, since we spoke last, but it has me thinking about how we can, positively impact the you know the members of our family closest to us what do they say like the five most stressful things in in your life losing a job getting a new job um moving having a baby and death i think are like the five biggest ones and uh i've since since march of 2020 with the pandemic i have moved uh, across the state um, I lost one job because of the pandemic, got a new one, had to quit that to move, got another one, which is the one I was kind of just talking about now, leaving that one again, and also having a baby um, in May. So I've had, I, I've had a lot to be grateful for because of those things. I don't want to make it sound like those give me a free pass to, um, to let the stress allow me to blow up. Um, there's been a lot to be grateful for. Um, but part of the part of my disease is that I always see the negative and I and I have a hard time seeing the positive. Um, and I believe I just shared about that in the, in a meeting recently discussing the 10th the step is that like part of that 10 step inventory is what I did right for the day too and the and the positive impacts that I have had. You know, even if it's like just making dinner, which is something that I would do anyways as a as a chef, um, 
you know, even if that's all I do for my wife at night, you know, and she feels like she's taking a large role in the childcare, you know, if that takes that off of her plate, like I've been useful for the day. Um, if, if it's doing the dishes, if it's doing like literally anything can be of use to her or him, I guess, as a, as a sort of trickle down, those have been the big things that have sort of changed in my world since the last time. Well, I guess not really the last time we talked, but I, I extended that boundary a little further back. Yeah, but, sure. um, yeah, a lot of things to be grateful for um, when I'm willing to see the things to be grateful for. Congratulations on your baby. That's a, a huge life event for sure. I mean, one of the, the, the biggest changes in my life for sure. The great thing about it is the impact of the program on your life has been profound. I, I can see that, but it's a legacy. And your, your way of living today is going to profoundly impact you know, the upbringing of your, your child, right? It's, a, it's an amazing thing. I wonder if you think about that, if you think about your child and uh, in relation to your, your disease and, and the program of recovery. I do. I don't put a lot of stock into it, though. There's that whole nature-nurture thing. I also heard a guy saying, when the, when the house is on fire, you put it out. You don't try and figure out what caused the fire until after it's put out. And that's sort of how I view my recovery. Um, but my, my father's in the program um, and has been since I was five. Uh, so he has, uh, I guess, 31 years now um of sobriety and you know I, he tried to raise me with the principles of the program i was just unable or unwilling to see them i think as a kid i just don't know if i would was able to grasp that i think macro level he will most certainly benefit from my being in the program on a more micro level I would like to hope that he learns some of the principles and some of the tools of the program. You know, kids will be kids too. I only know now today what I know today because I'm, <laughs> there's another uh, saying I've heard before to be old and wise is to have once been young and stupid with a little bit of luck. And uh, you know, he's certainly going to have to make a lot of, He's, he's going to, if he's anything like me, and if I'm anything like my dad, I'm going to have to learn the hard way um, on, on certain things. So, yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd like to hope at least, if nothing else, he turns out to be a kind soul, thoughtful towards those around him. Whether he drinks or takes a seat next to me one day in a church basement, I obviously can't control you know, knock on wood, that's not going to be the case. But I'm grateful that I had a father that showed me that there is a way out. And I'm hopeful that uh, if he gets to the point where he feels like he needs to make a change in his life, uh, he'll be able to see that the program has worked for me and knows where to turn and, and is willing to turn his life over to uh, a group of men that have shown or they can show him how to be a, a man, a father, a, a husband, a son, 
a brother, an employee, an employer. Man, this is the greatest show I never wanted, right? Um, it's 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 the handbook. It's the it's it's the user manual that I was not born with. I like how you always say version two point I I know that the program will still be around uh, if he needs it. Um, he's he's addicted to a different bottle right now, and so we'll think about <laughs> the other one in a, in a few years. I like what you said because at the end of the day. You know, you had to experience all those things to get to the place you're at today so that you can have the perspectives. And I like what it says in the book. I think Henry Ford experiences the thing of supreme value in life, right? Well, Brendan, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap? I don't know. I'm going to bring it back to the reflection one more time. Uh, When It says... (laughs) When I'm in pain, it's easy to stay close to the friends I have found in the program. And uh, like I said, usually it's so funny that the the phone is so much lighter when somebody calls me than when it's my turn to call somebody else. It always feels like a 2,000-pound device, despite being the newest in technology or whatever. My disease isolated me. I used to be an extrovert. I became an introvert, you know, for other non-alcohol reasons but uh after drinking it 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 isolated me i i just wanted to drink alone and um yeah i need to stay close because when when i start to isolate it makes me want to isolate more like it almost it's sort of um self-fulfilling to an extent and uh usually i just need i need to be better about calling people for sure uh, but I'm grateful that there's other people that will call me and snap me out of that and bring me back to the middle. That isolation is uh, where my disease wants me. That isolation is where I take myself. Like, I do that to me, and then my, my, my disease is like, all right, he's pretty close to where we want him now. Like, I, I'm eyeballing him up. He's in the crosshairs. Luckily, today, I know that the drink isn't the answer to any of those problems, which is to some extent scary because it makes me wonder what other avenues I might take. I I hope I never get to the point where, where a drink sounds like it's the best action. So I definitely need to stay in the center of the herd. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to bring it to the end of that, end of that reading, Admitting to myself, to God, and to another human being to, to stay honest and humble. Um, I need to talk to somebody. Again, it's, it's about talking to somebody else. Because uh, my higher power knows it before I do. Um, I need to admit it to myself and saying it out loud to somebody else. It gets me out of the stinking thinking and, and back into the sunlight of the spirit. How about that one? Beautiful. Well, back to the book. <laughs> well, Brendan, thanks so much for spending time with me sharing uh, your experience, strength, and hope. It's been a great conversation. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.